Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a brand new episode of the Ecom Show. And today I'm here with one of the founders of uh, Mad Viking uh, Beard. And uh, they just got over 1 million customers, which is an amazing number. And uh, we will talk about the story of the brand and uh, how they use different marketing channels. And this is a very community-based company. And... Yeah, I think that's, you know, it, it, it could be the goal for many e-commerce companies. So we will dig into this today, how to build a community and how to monetize it. So I'm really excited. Hey, uh, Jason, it's good to have you here. How are you? Oh, good to be here. Uh, doing well. It's a good time of the year, heading into Black Friday. So we're stoked. Amazing. So where are you based, by the way? Uh, we're like an hour north of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. Okay, so East Coast. Um, yep. Yeah. So let's start with the origins of this brand. I know you had uh, you you had some co-founders, um, two other co-founders. You just shared it with me before this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And when did you start the company? What was the original motivation behind it? Okay. So. So basically, we we weren't trying to make a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just a group of friends at my house, standing in the backyard, around a bonfire, drink a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of all razzing each other who could grow the best beard. Uh, basically, we decided to shave the next day, all of us, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of a clean start and meet up six months later at a local VFW. And we kind of... The next day, we put everything on social media. We got a buzz behind it. You know, before the six months came, um, the attention for the event and what we were doing grew uh, to where we couldn't have it at a local VFW. We had to we had to change the event or the the venue. Basically, it ended up being like a hundred and fifty person beard comp wow. beard competition. Um. We charged, I can't even remember what we charged to get in, but we had some bands play for free, had some entertainment, the beard competition. Um, we ended up raising like $1,500 for Children's Hospital, uh, which is a like a charity. Me and my other business partner uh, spent time in when we, were, when we were children. So it was kind of like near and dear to our heart, and that's that's why we did it. Um, yeah, kind of from that, from the ashes of that comp is kind of where, you know, during that time period, people were asking, you know, do you guys make beard products? Do you have anything with your, with a logo on it? Like they're just really interested in what we're doing and, uh, how are you doing it? So we decided to just jump into that world and and kind of figure it out and what, what that would look like for us. And leading up to that, I had prior, like, 
uh, you know, like web development knowledge and stuff like that. So it was kind of like an easy kind of dip our toes in, see how it works out. And uh, yeah, we took off from there. What was the year when this happened? When you had this? Uh, that, that would have been like very early, late 2012, early 2013. Okay. So now it's uh, something like 10 years ago or even more. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really a business plan. We kind of started out, you know, just a group of friends and a charity aspect and kind of formed into a business. So we kind of already had a small community uh before the business even really existed yeah when did this turn into a real business uh i would say about 24 hours after we posted the website up <laughs> yeah so yeah we we didn't actually have any beard products for sale when we both put the website up we had a couple uh we had a t-shirt design uh it was like a red t-shirt and it had our logo on the front Uh, we still have that T-shirt on our website today, mm -hmm. uh, but I think we sold like between 40 and 50 of them within like 24 hours, and uh, we, we were just super stoked about it, and that kind of gave us the the added the fuel to the fire, right? To uh, for us to develop, you know, actual beard products, beard oil, balms, butters, all that good stuff, and that's that's kind of how we kicked off. Yeah, so it's the, it's a great example for for something that you didn't want to start the business right you 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 could see the need and you it it, it turned into a business you turned in, this into a business right yeah because leading up to that um i had my own uh, logistics trucking business mm -hmm. and on the weekends like I, i spent time like uh doing like uh traveled for like dj work and entertainment for like bands and stuff like that And yeah. then my other business partner, he was a engineer on trains, mm -hmm. you know, so he, he was a train conductor and, uh, yeah, so we weren't, we weren't looking to, you know, create a business out of that. It just kind of naturally happened, I guess. Yeah. 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 Do you have different skill sets? How do you see it or, or similar skill set with your business? Uh, my business partner and I, well, his name's also Jason. So it's kind of cool. We have two Jasons in here. But um, now we 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 totally have a different type of skill set. Um, I'm more web based in uh, marketing, and he is more like hands on uh, troubleshooting, mm -hmm. uh, developing. He's developed most of our products. Okay. So you know what what he puts into him, I wrap that with marketing and packaging, and we kind of just go hand in hand that way, right? Yeah. Do you still compete on on your beards, or it's not a thing anymore? Uh we just we just finished up our our tenth year beard competition. So we've had them annually every year since the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we're we're not going to have anything in 2024, but we got the nod from the World Beard and Mustache Association. So there's a weird uh, like a a beard comp for the whole world. And that's going to happen. We got the nod for that to take the reins in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. in July of 2025. So that that's going to be a huge thing. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. That's amazing. So you still keep doing this. Um, mm -hmm. How many people join this competition? Uh, well, the World Beard Competition, 
I wouldn't be afraid to say there will probably be about eight, eight to twelve hundred competitors, roughly. I think, and and then it'll last for like three days. I'm just curious what they compete on. So is it about size or or who has a nicer beard or how does it really work? I I, I cannot imagine. <laughs> so why. the category can be anywhere from like, you know, a really curled like styled handlebar mustache. Uh, with with no beard around that, uh, there's there's easily forty to fifty categories. Wow, of different you know styles and types of beards. So yeah, it could get pretty ornate all the way down to full beard natural to where you know it's it's not really groomed. You could brush it, you know, but it guys just let it go. And there's guys that have had beards all the way down to their past their knees, you know. Oh. Have competed so yeah if you just search up uh world beard and mustache competition mm -hmm. uh google will provide you with all the images that you need to see yeah they're very very cool thing very cool awesome so i found this on your website that you have clubs as well and uh they have locations so actually you know i i expect large brands doing that like nine, 10 figure brands like Nike, they have local clubs, for example, right. but uh, not from smaller businesses. Probably you are the first where I can see this, that it's not just one club, but there are locations and and yeah, it's, it's a local communities actually. So how does that work? So we we started out with, with Facebook in like 2012, 2013, we created like like a group and that's our main group today but it was only meant for at, at starting out it was only meant for all of us you know locally with what we were doing at the time mm -hmm. um and then as we we kept going you know months later uh we had interest from other parts of the country that was just interested in, in trying to recreate you know what we did here in pennsylvania yeah. so up pops like our michigan club or a florida club or our Maryland Delaware club and it just kind of grew from there um we also have we have a we used to have a Finland club uh there's still a mad Viking Finland club but we're loosely affiliated loosely affiliated with them yeah. uh we don't give them any directives or anything like that they're their own charity organization entity um we we also have one in Germany and the Netherlands and Belgium so yeah, it's just kind of spread and yeah, we all we all do charity work and get together and have a good time. Yeah. So from the early days you connected charity with your business. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was that was the first thing before the, the business even existed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was kind of a natural fit to just keep doing what we were already doing before the business. So mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering how this uh, space uh, has changed over the years, over ten years. I, I guess back then you had way less competitors, and I think in the past five, ten years, maybe even more, beauty products for men exploded. Uh, I can see it in skincare, not just in you know with beard products, and. Uh, yeah, skincare, hair care, whatever, many different male beauty mm -hmm. products. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you, you see a lot less guys with beards that just look unkempt now. You know, everybody's taking care of, you know, what they have and what they can grow. And I think that's important not only for, you know, self-care, but self-esteem and, you know, going about your daily activities, right? You always want to look for your best. So yeah. I think that's just, you know, the natural progression of our niche, you know, it's just growth. Um, because I don't think you really had that before then. Uh, there was kind of a, a stereotypical mold you had, kind of had to break through. You know, it's 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 okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to like groom yourself and and use products. And it's you know, but there 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 was there used to be a stigma behind that, and I don't think you quite have that now. Yeah, having a beard around um, that, or more like male, um, you know, more more like just viral. yeah, just more like male grooming. Not so much the beard. I mean. There has been a steady uptick, I would say, since, you know, the mid 2000s mm -hmm. to now to where, yes, they're, you know, we're kind of in the age of the, the beard, you know, compared to the mid 2000s or prior to that. I don't think you had as, as many people growing facial hair, but I think it's going to continue to trend up. And I think the men's grooming space is only going to get larger, you know, in the next five or 10 years. So, yeah. 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 And not just in the U S but everywhere, I, I, everywhere. I'm in yeah. Europe now and uh, I can see the same trend then in the U S. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so let's talk about marketing more. What uh, channels have you used to grow this, uh, this brand? So we've been at it for 10 years and I could just say we've used them all. <laughs> no. everything. Um, yeah, we, we just kind of used, you know, currently we use the important ones, you know, everything with from email to SMS, um, any app that will facilitate uh, any data or analytics that we need on Shopify. Mm -hmm. uh, we, that's our current platform. Uh, we started out on Big Cartel back in the day, okay. uh, 2012, 2013, we started out Big Cartel. We weren't there for too long, I, I think maybe a year or so. And then we moved over to a WordPress WooCommerce site. Um, and then just in 2020, 2021, we launched on the Shopify and Shopify Plus. So that's where we currently reside at. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, as far as apps, we just... You know, Clavio is one of our big ones. And I think that's, you know, a lot of a lot of businesses' choices as far as email goes right now. Um, and then for SMS, we currently use uh, Attentive. So Okay. Hey Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. Why did you pick uh, Shopify over uh, WooCommerce? Uh, it got to the point where just keeping the site updated and the plugins fresh and troubleshooting just started to become a job versus, you know, I would have to work 
in the business instead of working on it, you know? So it kind of became a hassle and, and I knew there had to be something better. And just after, you know, looking at all the options from Wix to big commerce and all the other variations out there, um, Shopify just had all the answers for us, you know, everything that I was looking for, you know, as a website builder, I was just like, you know, this is a no brainer. And then ever since, you know, even the last three or four years, Shopify has just came so far and has offered so many things to, you know, uh, e-commerce retailers like me, direct to consumer brands that I think they've strengthened their foothold in the industry by, by leaps and bounds. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. And you mentioned Clavio and they have a very good integration, like so easy to use. Actually, oh, yeah. Shopify is an investor in Clavio, which is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And regarding WooCommerce, I uh, never built a site on WooCommerce, but uh, only on, I used WordPress though. But right. uh, I I don't know how is their support really? Like, uh, is, is it like Shopify or, yeah. Uh, so, so we're on the plus system with Shopify and I can get a hold of somebody at any time of the day, 24 seven, no matter what. Yeah. And they will be right there holding my hand if I need anything or have any issues or trouble. So I don't think you can get that on WooCommerce, WordPress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plus they, Shopify plus, they even have account managers. I, I know that. So you can jump on calls with them, all of that. So yeah, that's, that's a great system. Um, and regarding ads, what... Uh, platforms have you used um google ads maybe tiktok facebook instagram what worked for you there uh every brand's different uh what works for us might not even work the same for somebody that's even in our niche mm -hmm. um so we've tried them all we've done tiktok we've done you know everything meta facebook instagram uh we've tried you know pinterest twitter all that good stuff. Uh, Twitter, wow. Yeah, yeah. We've 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 basically tried everything to see how it works out. You know, test, 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 right? Yeah. But yeah. I think most of our most of our weight we put behind you know Google and Meta for the most part, as I think I think most brands do that. Yeah, definitely. I remember uh, TikTok ads uh, was coming up probably two years or even a year ago. And uh, last time when I was in the U.S. and I talked to different marketers, they didn't have a good opinion on TikTok anymore. It just changed. Yeah, I could definitely see a huge change. Right. Yeah, their, yeah. their algorithm definitely changed. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of didn't miss the bus on on it, but we didn't. We weren't early first adopters in the TikTok just because of our niche. You know, we didn't, when TikTok first launched, it wasn't a bunch of, you know, 25 to 55 year old bearded guys on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, now there is that audience more than it was when it first started out. But that's, that's kind of why we weren't early first adopters. Uh, we have tried TikTok, TikTok out about yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, you know, wishy-washy medium results. Yeah. Um, but we're going to 
jump back in and what we we have started to jump back in just because of some of the offerings we want to try out that they have new so we're kind of looking at that again for yeah. the second time around but yeah we just keep it fresh and try everything out see how it works yeah i i think you shouldn't bury it forever so try it once a while and see because this platform changes so fast it's still new um and i can see brands who can use it very well but usually the problem is the scale facebook and google with those two you can achieve much bigger scale than with tiktok that's what i can see uh right. with other e-commerce brands um when it comes to marketing so i, I can see two approaches one is that the you know the owners they prefer uh outsourcing things and they work with agencies and they keep uh, the in-house team very lean they mm -hmm. uh, find you know a fulfillment company email marketing company somebody to manage their ads that's one route and the other is they keep everything in-house and they hire people and uh, they just yeah really keep everything in-house what's what's mm -hmm. your approach what do you prefer yeah, it's, it's, it's all based on what's good for your business at that particular moment, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess that's how I would sum it up. Uh, right now, we produce and ship everything in-house. Okay. So everything's here. You know, pull the ingredients in, make everything, package them, you know, the, the whole nine. Um, we are in talks with 3PLs. So that might be an option for us in the future. Uh, we could probably do it right now if we wanted to, but we're looking at kind of skewing down a little bit uh, to make a move like that, I think would be wise. Um, as far as production, our brand, you know, me and my business partner, we kind of like to have that control of, we know exactly what goes into everything. If something's messed up, we know it's our fault and we can fix it right away. I don't like the idea right now, you know, at this time, I don't think it's good to outsource our production, but, you know, maybe two years in the future, you know, that might be the answer. So just depends on growth and timing, I think, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah. When you talk about production, does it mean the, you know, just, uh, the manufacturing process or you mean more the production of the marketing things, the creatives? I uh, know it, it, just as far as uh, production of physical product, yeah. as far as the marketing goes, uh, it's kind of a mix of in-house and agency. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of, you know, earlier on, I tackled everything myself from the marketing to, you know, email, SMS, like everything across the board, right? Yeah. Paid all that stuff. Uh, we've grown to a size now to where we, we definitely have agency help with that. And I oversee a lot of it. So that that's our mix right now. Yeah. 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 So it all depends on growth as well, right? If you scale faster then probably you need more outsourcing. It's, it's hard to do everything yourself. Uh, yeah. Once, one, once we got to a certain size, I, I definitely had to bring in a team you know, yeah. So we we have like we have we have writers, we have um, video editors in house, uh, but our paid agency is out. 
I was doing email SMS by myself, but I've recently, you know, kind of sourced that out as well and just kind of oversee that now and jump in on creative when it's needed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think now the marketing game is really about the creative. So if there is yeah. one thing that you want to control or oversee is the creative because, you know, the technical things, I, I think they are becoming easier and easier. Uh, we could see this with ads, same happening uh, with email now, I think, and AI is a big part of it. So what is the the variable let's say or what differentiates you from other brands is the creative you have to be better at creatives than you know other brands that's my two cents yeah for sure i i think you know even in our space there's probably brands that are better in their creative than we are mm -hmm. um each brand has their own strength weaknesses you know and everything in between um we like the really concentrate on our authenticity for the most part, you know, who we are, what we're about. And, uh, you know, our mission is just, you know, making our customer find utility in our products and really making them better, uh, making them look better and feel better. And, and that's kind of where we've always been. So um, yeah. moving forward, I think we're going to try to communicate that more in marketing. Mm -hmm than we have in the past, but yet yeah, creative is such an important aspect of, you know, any brand trying to scale or move forward, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah you seem to be a person who doesn't like uh, generalizations, right? You, you like being uh, specific about advice or, or doing things. That's my impression. Uh, yeah, just, just depends. I mean, if I don't have knowledge on it, I'm, I'm not going to be specific at all. I'm going to be pretty general and just, you know, yeah, yeah. it just depends what it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because you mentioned that every brand is different and uh, every brand, you know, you cannot really generalize that beard brands or beauty brands, they should use Facebook ads because it's not the case. Everyone should find this out, even if you are in the same niche. And I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you might be the size of a brand right now. Say you're in our niche, right? And you don't have the in-house capability. You don't. You might have the skills or you might not have the skills. If you don't have the skills, can you afford to outsource that? You might not be the size where you can afford to do that. So, you know, what can you do? You know, you do what you can do. And I would say that is like create, you know, just videos yourself explaining what you do and what you're about you know hit social media hard uh learn email learn sms yourself those those are two channels that are fairly easy to run you know be scrappy you know yeah yeah as a smaller brand i i would say that would be my advice you know as a larger brand like us the whole scope changes you know so I, it definitely depends on timing and size yeah 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 Maybe can you mention a few beliefs or or things that you you had you had so as you grew as you grew your business you had to change your your beliefs and and mindsets how you think about certain things or you know maybe some difficulties you had to tackle with uh, did you have those and if yes what you would mention no I 
I think we really haven't changed too much as far as our beliefs go and, and how we look at things. Mm-hmm. We're just very persistent. Um, that if, if you're going to jump into any e-commerce business and you want to succeed, if you're not persistent and, and consistent, you will fail. That's, you know, without a doubt. So those are two quali- qualities that I would say you, you need the most versus anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just showing up every day, right? Yeah, no no matter how bad it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter how awesome it is, you know, you're going to have super highs, super lows and everything in between. And if you can, you know, make your way through that and adapt and learn from all of those mistakes and learn from all those victories, um, you know, that's, that's the fun in it. That's the beauty in it. That's what I... Yeah, I feel like that's what e-commerce is, you know. Yeah, and especially in e-commerce, it's true because, and in the online space, because uh, there are not many guys who've been doing this for 20, 30 years. I mean, e-commerce started in the 90s or something. Uh, But there are a few. And I think those guys, everyone I talk to who started in the 90s or early 2000s, they are all rich, you know? So... You just keep doing this for 20, 30 years. And it, I think it's almost impossible not to get rich. That That's my experience. Yeah, I, um, I sold my, my first thing online. I think it was uh, 1998, I think it was. I yeah. sold my first thing online on eBay. So, yeah, we, we I, go, I go way back to. I mean, my first computer was an Apple II playing Oregon Trail, right? So mm-hmm. I think I did myself. But yeah, the, the internet's been a wild ride and uh, looking forward to what it brings too, you know? Yeah, and it's still growing. There are still many people in the offline world. I mean, most people in those jobs and it's still growing and transforming the economy. So yeah, that is yeah. still a lot of space for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, like AI and crypto is a new thing, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, AI is the next chapter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jason, thanks a lot for this interview today. And thanks everyone who watched us or listened to the podcast. If anyone wants to find your brand or maybe join one of your clubs where they can find you. Uh they could just jump on Google and say Mad Viking or Mad Viking Beard, uh or Mad Viking Beard Club. All of those will kind of guide you towards where we're at. Yeah, amazing. We will put this link into the description, the website, so all of our listeners, they can find it. I will put awesome. one more link into the description, which is uh, our top 100 email templates that we collected with our team from the last uh, six years. We sent mm-hmm. out uh, more than 400 million emails and we collected the top 100 and we made it available for free. So I will add this link to the description as well. Thanks awesome. again, everyone. And thanks, Jason. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.